The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... The prosthetic body of your supervisor, that is, Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. <laughs> yeah, so we're back with a semi-new release, uh, new-ish this year yeah, at least. Yeah, May, May 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is uh, Jung-E, which was Korean, I believe, right? Yes, South Korean, absolutely. South Korean. Yeah, and I, uh, whenever I saw it, I'm like, is this like about a bunch of archetypes? Kind of, sort of, but not really? <laughs> Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Like, this movie, it didn't... This was kind of like, you know, this was on Netflix, or is still on Netflix, and it kind of, like, came out in the midst of, like... There's been kind of a Korean boom on Netflix between, like, Squid Games and all that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And the the K-dramas and all that stuff. Like, Korea's doing... They're doing some good TV, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like this one didn't get quite as much buzz, and I really think it is the title. I think it just, like, it doesn't really mean anything to an American audience. Like, I was... You know, I mean, like, as you watch the movie, you find that, you know, it's sort of like a computerized... Re- it, this woman's name was Jung Yi, and they, like, kind of made it, it... It's basically Megan with a three as right. an E, but exactly. just... But, you know, obviously Jung Yi does, is not a name that instantly, like, clicks with, you know, the average American viewer. Yeah, and I have a feeling it probably does have a double meaning in Korean, that just that name just doesn't register. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, which is a shame, because I think this is a really, really good movie. It really is, actually. Like, there's some weird storytelling choices that they made. And, like, you know, when we get into it, I'm going to, we're going to mention that. Like, honestly, if, right here at the very beginning, right? They give us exposition that they're going to give us again later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we probably could have cut that part out and just started in Meteor Res. Yeah, Which exactly. it kind of does anyway. <laughs> right. Um... Yeah, but I mean, so I feel like if they what would what would be a better alternative name for this, like Mother AI or something like that, or, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like it honestly, it feels like kind of almost like a companion piece to um, the creator in a way. Like it's mm. it's got, it's got similar, st- but yeah, I mean, like you know, what do they call? They like, keep calling it Combat AI. Like you could you know do something along those lines, right? Um, it, it it feels like what was that movie the the Tom Cruise movie that like ended up with like two or three different titles? Um, oh, live die repeat or uh, the actual uh, thing was all you need is kill. Mm. And then it was like Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? yeah, that's what they settled on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, when it came out on video, it just they just started calling it live die repeat or like that was bigger on the box than the Edge of Tomorrow. Right. 
But yeah, I yeah. think it's the the title is Edge of Tomorrow Lived or Lived I Repeat the Edge of Tomorrow. Mm, yeah. Which, yeah. You know, all you need is kill doesn't really work <laughs> in English, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it seems yeah, somebody could definitely have retitled this and and made it uh get a little bit more recognition here in America. Right. So let's speaking of uh speaking of exposition, do you want to go ahead and hit that note real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so in the near future, which uh, apparently in the uh, 23rd century, I believe it is, uh, humans move to space colonies. Uh, we create Gundams. No, wait, this is the wrong series. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but we do live in space colonies uh, 8, 12, and 13, or those specifically create the, uh, how do they say it, the Adrian Republic? Yeah, I think so. Versus the Adrian Republic? <laughs> right. Because there's, like, the main alliance, and then, like, yeah, those three colonies branch off. Like, they basically, like, secede from the Union and form Mm. the Adrian uh, Alliance or whatever. Yeah, then they just start attacking fucking Earth and all the other colonies. It's like, maybe maybe you have a few more colonies on your side, because there's 24 total, right? Or Mm -hmm. 25 total. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, you know, if you're you're already out in space, just, like, go out into space. Yeah, do what the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and this they talk about it's climate change, all that, you know. So like, there's a little bit of a political message right away in this. Um, but it doesn't spend too much time on climate change stuff, really. Like it's just that's the justification for why humans have left Earth. No, other than that, I think it's there's some diegetic storytelling in um, the fact that you will see cities underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, this is what we did to our planet. Great, yep. good job, guys. Yep, feels very real. <laughs> uh, In more ways than one, man. Near mm-hmm. the end, ooh, boy, that's going to hit pretty hard for me. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that when we get there. Yeah. But So we're going we're gonna to see a lady lying amongst a bunch of robots. There's a bunch of dead robots around this lady. Yeah, she just, like, wakes up, um, and there's just, like, wreckage all around her. This looks very dystopian. Very uh, Terminator. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then she sees some robots approaching her that are still functioning, and they immediately like go into like a, a gunfight, and she's yeah. like super badass. She's like flipping, doing like it looks like a video game. She's like jumping behind boxes and shooting, and like when she busts out the grappling hook, I'm like, nah, I'll play this video game. <laughs> I'll play the shit out of this. Yeah, she like shoots a robot through the chest with a grappling hook. It's yeah, it's uh, super cool. Let's not forget that she also shoots a robot through the robot dick <laughs> with that grappling hook. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's and I mean she kills all of them like she's just unstoppable, and then she gets uh, like she's got like a some sort of communication you know device, and like the base reaches out and they're like, yeah, "Are you okay?" Yeah, and so we find out there there was an explosion. She says she can't see the rest of her team, and they're like, "Well, look, don't worry about the team. Cons- focus on the mission. Have you found the fuel rod?" And she's like, "Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it must be somewhere ahead." And so she's gonna continue with the mission but then this giant like huge robot dog it's a robot dog yeah yeah they call it a zimbo yeah which is fucking weird i wouldn't have gone with that but sure whatever <laughs> and uh the guy re- or whoever's on the speaker reveals hey it's weak spot for massive damage is its back so shoot mm-hmm. it in the back you gotta do a backstab to kill it yeah um so she's you know kind of continues she's doing all kinds of cool shit she ends up like breaking a pipe over its head that causes fuel to leak down on it. She sets it on fire, but it, like, manages to put the fire out. Right, because uh, she doesn't shoot it in the backside. She doesn't shoot it at the weak point. Yeah. She's, like, hiding behind something, and then she 
like the camera kind of like, you know, the focus changes and you see that there's some kind of like medallion or some kind of like little necklace or something dangling. Um, yeah, she gets distracted by that. Mm-hmm. And then she gets, uh, her hand gets shot by the, the Zimbo. Right, and she sees, she got a robot hand. She didn't mm-hmm. know she had that. Yeah, she looks surprised to see a robot hand. And then all of a sudden, everything freezes, including her. And we discover that we're in the middle of a simulation. None of this was real, except right, we're on a holodeck. Yeah. So when when they like kind of shut it down, you, you get to see everything that's just like this plain room, and you got the the Junyi bot just kind of like attached to some sort of like system of cables, and she's sort of like like almost like a puppet. Right. And it turns out most of the actual obstacles are just. Uh, rods raising and lowering on the floor which is kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah it looks really good mm-hmm. researchers come in they're like ah oh, you know i'm not sure why she keeps failing at this exact same spot every time we run the simulation right she was a legendary mercenary she should be better than this right mm-hmm. so they like download some data from the back of the robot and um they all head out of the facility uh and as they're walking we see that there's countless others of this this same exact model so right you know whatever they're testing you know they've got a lot of versions that they're working on yeah when they put her in a lift uh she goes into a specific one that disassembles her down to the torso mm-hmm. or the head and torso yeah it goes into like this like little storage room or whatever um and then we see elsewhere the the director of this research group is helping to prepare for like a fancy dinner he's like he thinks he's really funny so and he's like <laughs> bothering the wait staff and like making silly jokes and stuff and yeah, every- there's like some weird piranha thing and he's like you know i don't know if this uh this fish is fresh it's got a uh rotten face <laughs> and- wah, wah, or what rotten expression i'm sorry yeah still. and the waiter's like what do do I have to get like what are you saying like he's just you know not it's a joke yeah um and uh, then the researchers come in and kind of tell him you know things didn't go well again uh and he's kind oh, of by the way this guy injects something into his eye mm, oh I didn't even catch that yeah he does it a couple times okay I, I'm going to bring it up for a very specific purpose later gotcha okay um so, yeah, he's, you know, and he's just kind of like, he's like a, a Michael Scott from The Office. Like yeah, very much so. <laughs> he thinks he's super funny. He's making jokes and everybody's just kind of like rolling their eyes, Ugh. but they're kind of used to it and they just kind of move on. Um, but the whole thing is where we're preparing this dinner because like the board is going to be coming to like find out how things are proceeding with these uh, these experiments. Right, exactly. And I believe his name is Kim Song Hoon. Which uh, Song Hoon being his technically what we would call first name, mm-hmm. and he immediately chokes when he's doing the presentation. Like he's like, I've got all this stuff prepped, and then it's like, and um, <laughs> yeah. here's what we've got prepared. Show the footage. Yeah, he's he's so and like the footage is all the same climate change stuff that we were talking about at the beginning. Uh, and the board's like, we know. No. <laughs> Why are we watching this? We this this is all old old news. And I love like, how they lampshaded this exposition stuff, though. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it works. Uh, but he's like, all right, yeah, fast forward the video. We'll, we'll get to the the new stuff. And I do like how he like every time he's like, yeah, I did the voiceover, I did the music and editing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the general's like, great for you, bud. Good job. <laughs> So eventually we do find out that the new bit of exposition from this is that legendary mercenary Captain Junyi was injured on a mission. She fell into a coma 
and yeah. this company chronoid tech they were able to map her brain and create a new combat ai system uh and that's what they're they're working on perfecting and to make it really just go extra smoothly the head of the the research team is Jingyi's daughter so hyung yeah and of course i, I do like how uh the doctor is as i'm going to call her is uh calls her mom miss yun and captain mm-hmm. it's like i get why you're not saying mom but you know maybe my mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i guess that's a more of an american thing or a, um a european or western thing Mm, yeah it could be and it's also like she was pretty young when her mom died so there might be like where she didn't have that kind of familial connection disconnect but i I think it's probably a little bit of both like there there is definitely more like formality in you know eastern cultures but yeah so that you know she kind of she speaks to the the group as well and says that you know they're using these simulations to train and perfect her tactical skills and you know to figure out what caused her to freeze up that night and and prevent it from happening with the uh you know the ai version right so the brain pathways are represented just in like a bunch of white like lines effectively Mm -hmm. so the director gets this great idea he's like hey let's make like the front ones green because this project is easier to green light (laughs) right Uh? it's like it's like i'm in this movie come on And so the board asks her, like, so have you have you passed the simulation? Have you gotten past that point? And she's like, not yet. The main, I, I think this is like the head of the board or something, but he's like, well, if she hadn't failed the mission to in the first place, we wouldn't even need this project. We would have won the war years ago. Yeah. So I don't know that you're, you know, that your mom is the, the mercenary we should be building all our AI on since she's famous for being a failure. Right. We need a, we need a soldier that can complete a mission. Mm-hmm. Despite her completing many missions before, yeah, it's one of those like you're only as good as your last kind of thing. Uh, and you know, um, the doctor is like, you know, I promise you, we're going to succeed. We will re- reclaim her glory. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. And I think then we just cut to like a little later, and the the director is talking to um, the researcher. Uh, he's got like a collection of like. Just, old style stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Old style. We we would say old style, but it's like mid twentieth century to current day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which okay, that's fair. That's nostalgia, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And he like kind of continues all of his jokes and stuff, and she's just completely like yeah. just doesn't acknowledge them at all. But basically, the idea is if we can clear this uh, last project, this last part of the simulation, the project gets greenlit. We're good to go. We get our, we get paid. Mm-hmm. And this is all for the sake of our glorious chairman. And that, that phrase just puts me on edge every time I hear someone say chairman. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a student of history, <laughs> whether yeah. officially or unofficially. Yeah. Uh, and, like, he has, like, propaganda-style posters of him everywhere. Like, yeah, it, it definitely feels... Uh, yeah, they're just one step away from saying a great leap forward, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so she's like, okay, well then I will go and we'll, I'll process, you know, what, what we did today and see if we can figure something out and we'll kind of continue from there. Yeah. But we also learned at this point that the doctor knew the chairman personally, mm-hmm. at least to a degree. Yeah. But hasn't seen him in a little while. It seems like. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the doctor does go back to Jung Yi or yeah, goes back to the robot torso and the head of Jung Yi. Mm-hmm. And she tries to wake the robot up. 
And when she wakes, you know, it's still, she's got Jun Yi's memories and thinks she's human. So she looks down and sees that she's now a torso with no arms and legs. She panics, starts like screaming, and they just have to like shut her down and destroy her because like they can't really talk to a, you know, a panicked person that is learning that they're a robot and partially disassembled. Which is really interesting. Like, all right, so... So here's the thing about uh, programmatic, like, machine learning, right? As we know it today. Maybe in the future it's something wholly different. But the idea is basically you just, you just put the, the program into motion and, like, you give it, you basically give it a treat mm-hmm. effectively when it does good and you, you give it a, a slap when it technically does bad. Now, this is oversimplifying everything to a fucking extreme. <laughs> like, a severe extreme. But, like, the fact that they need actual techno-brains with, like, liquid inside of them, it's like, y'all are, y'all are doing too much. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just be simple about it. Just run the program continuously mm-hmm. until it gets it right. Yeah. Like, the technicians could be eating lunch or sleeping until it's like, oh, we succeeded. Good job, guys. Yeah, you don't even need to do this in a physical space at all, really. Like No. Um but you know, yeah. Why do we have to waste so much resources? <laughs> and they're talking about how like limited the resources are anyway. It's like we continuously have to shoot bullets at this robot, mm-hmm. like real bullets at these bodies and destroy them. Yeah. When we could just simulate everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, they end up destroying this one, and then um, the the doctor is like heading out, and she talks to like there's. A guy on the on the research staff. Yeah, he's a new guy. He's a very excited new guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like seems like a fanboy kind of. Man, everything about this guy screams plant to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like he's a spy. Yeah, he definitely is like too eager in like a fishy kind of way. Right. Well, he even tells her, "Hey, don't don't uh, hide anything from me next time. Just go ahead and spill your heart." And she does kind of give him a little. She says like that she grew up really poor and that she had some kind of illness and, and that was going to require a surgery that they couldn't afford. And so her mom became a mercenary to get money to pay for her medical bills. Right, and this was her one last job. Mm-hmm. Which, you know how that turns out. Yeah. And her, it seems like her main concern is she feels like her mom probably must have resented the fact that she had to be a mercenary to try to, you know, give her kid a good life. Right. And I do like how the technician is like, hey, maybe you should ask her. The 17 times we've tried this, you've never thought to ask your mom how she feels. Yeah. I mean, this is a perfect copy of her intelligence. Like, yeah, you could just ask her. Right. And then... Then the doctor's like, hey, I have to go take an ethics test now. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully you would have done that when you graduated. <laughs> yeah, it seems like th- there's a mention later where it sounds like they have to take it, like, annually or something. Well, it, it looks like this is basically a touring test, right? Mm-hmm. Like in um, Blade Runner. Yeah. So she's headed to the ethics test. She's on a train, um, and she sees a mom and daughter and has, like, a flashback sort of like remembering her mom um, on the day of her surgery where like her mom, like she's like, sorry, I'm not going to be here for the surgery, uh, but this is my last mission. When you, when you wake up, I'll be there and everything will be good again. Um, Give me a, give me a, one of our legendary cheek rubs. mm -hmm. Is this where we see the, the doll or is that a little later? Uh, I think she does present uh, the mom with the doll. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more clear later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we just are, you know, with her at the ethics test. 
uh, after the train ride. And it's all like, you know, like you said, it's it's not actually about ethics. It's about confirming that these aren't robots. So it's a bunch of very strange questions. Did you have an emotional response? Did you uh, did you have a pet dog and did you and like did you love it mm-hmm. <laughs> or what did you name it or something like that? There was one. Like, my favorite question was. Have you ever written a poem longer than three lines right. after looking at the sunset? <laughs> very specific. <laughs> that is a very specific question. <laughs> I mean, me personally, I mean, I'm going to go with, like, longer than three lines? Maybe a line. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and so then afterwards, she's talking to, like, a doctor, and they're like, your cancer is back. Right. Specifically states that it's metastasized. By the way, if you hear that, that's... That's pretty much as bad as it gets. It mm. means the cancer's traveling all over your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says it's spreading everywhere. And so Hyung is like, so how long do I have? And she's like, yeah, maybe three months. Right. Which, oh, no. That's rough. Yeah, and she's like, I would recommend a brain transfer right away. And this to is a where... prosthetic body. Yeah, so we finally get a little bit of backstory that I hear about like how this, this uh, Jing Yi thing happened. There are three options for brain transfers. You have... Right. Here's your capitalism, folks. Mm-hmm, for real. <laughs> you got type A, which basically means you have all rights. Uh, you are considered a human in the eyes of the government. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the best of the best. You can't afford that, Doc. Sorry. <laughs> Even though you work for the company that makes the fucker, you can't afford it. Right. And so then, yeah, we've got type B, which is a lot cheaper. Um, but, but you can't marry and you can't have kids. Yeah, and you have to occasionally share brain data with the government ah it, it seems like they're like that. you know the where it's like when you're accepting things and it's like do you want to share with apple so we can be better or whatever and it's like yeah, yeah you know no we don't want that right exactly that's a no for me <laughs> uh despite them probably taking it anyway right yeah and then we get type c uh type c is the best and by the best i mean the absolute dog shit worst mm-hmm. it is free of charge anyone can do it but you get, you get a prosthetic body for free. Yeah, but you get absolutely no rights. You can be reproduced without uh, your permission, uh, and you're no longer considered an individual because there are going to be multiple copies of you everywhere. Which yeah, you're going to be mass produced. Yeah, congratulations. Which is what happened with with Jing Yi. Um, yeah, uh, she was signed up for option C, and that's why we're now testing a bunch of combat AI that look like her. Right. Which mm, that one's that's gross. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah, that's and, a little too real. And then to like emphasize the the how shitty the situation is, uh, there's a flashback that Jun Yi didn't choose this. She had died, and the government showed up at the house w- with like you know baby So Hyung and her grandma Jun Yi's right. mom, wow. and they were basically like, yeah, if you want to have some money so that you you know you can take care of your granddaughter, right. uh, you're gonna have to do this. Uh, so she didn't get. We'll in- pay for everything once you sign your daughter over to us. Mm-hmm. Basically, give us or your daughter's soul, yeah. so your granddaughter can afford anything. Yeah. So just just the worst kind of like, you know, government pressure, eminent domain kind of shit, but mm-hmm. like for a person's soul. Really, really terrible. And I, I love this is the grossest fucking thing in this movie to me. By the way, is there's this other lady who goes to the daughter. And she's like, hey, you know, your mom's a hero. Here's an action figure of your mother. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she's so mass-produced now anyway. We, we were planning this, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's like, man, 
that is some fucking 80s level Reagan shit, right? <laughs> yes. You know, soldiers who've died, we're going to just give you action figures of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it never happened, but it could have. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem that, that far off for sure. No. So then we go back to the present, and while um, So Hyung is uh, at the hospital, she's like, "Can I visit my my real mom?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And so she like goes, you know, and it's she's in like a some sort of like stasis tube, basically. Right. Well, let's note the doctor apparently uh, also had to choose Type C because we learned that the doctor is a robot. As they after the consultation, they get wheeled back and put on the charger. Mm, yes. So it's like, ah, oh, that's 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 even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a doctor and can't afford your, apparently your own uh, prosthetic body. Yeah, yeah, it's going back. Apple like, hell, baby. Mm-hmm, exactly for sure. Uh, so then we go back to um, the lab where they're prepping the you know the next model of the Jung E to number eighteen. Yeah, Let's we're gonna go. do the simulation again, and then the director is like, before we start up, shoot her in the leg, and they're like. What? Why? Why would we do that? And he's like, "It's hey, something new. Let's give it a shot." Yeah, we, literally, it can't hurt. Let's try it out. And so they do it. And so as soon as she wakes up, you know, she's in immense pain because she's been shot in the leg. The director's immediately like, "Hey, let's make that pain part red, because you know, strawberry red. Pain is red, right?" Yeah. So they're looking like a, at like a brain map. Uh, but then all of a sudden, another color starts kind of like moving in. That I think he che- he decides to to make it yellow. Now, if you know, I want to know, did you notice that it was yellow before the director said, make it yellow? <laughs> yeah. Because it starts yellow, and then they go back, and the director's like, ooh, and it's white then. Mm-hmm. And he's like, make it yellow like a pineapple. <laughs> right. It's like, that was a glitch. Yeah. Oh. But so, like, yeah, there's this, this new sort of, like, neural pathway opening up that they're like, well, this is, we've never seen this before, so maybe the, the gunshot wound open something up maybe this well, is helpful let's also explain that like it basically she starts off in a disadvantage right with the leg mm-hmm. the leg shot mm-hmm. or the gunshot and uh it looks like she's in like she's just gonna die immediately and they're like all right let's write her off and that's when like at the last possible moment that's when the yell starts kicking in it's kind of like uh maybe a desperation she hit a limit break is what happened mm-hmm. and, and she's yeah. like suddenly like doing kicking you, all ass yeah the director's all excited but then she does uh, get brain panned. Yeah, yeah. She gets killed with a headshot, so he's all, you know, disappointed. Like, you know, that was really promising, but we're, we need more research that didn't... didn't. Right. And because we're not running this in simulation, we have to recover what's left of the fucking brain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then, it's like a little later, some of the, like, our main chronoid crew people are headed to a presentation. They're supposed to be... Uh, presenting to the chairman the director's all like nervous and excited being his kind of like awkward self this is where we see that the most of the this area is underwater and there's this weird like anatomical statue thing mm-hmm. yeah everything you know it's very like future dystopian kind of situation but so they get off of an elevator and when they get out there's like this woman there who is like she's just laughing yeah she's cackling yeah, she's. So we find out she is the director of product development, and she's like, "Yeah, the, the chairman's not here. You're going to be meeting with me." And the coronoid director is like, "No, I'm not. Like, Why? yeah, I don't. I don't want to have anything to do with you. We, we don't. We're not with product development. We're, you know, military tech. It's military, a whole different, yeah. different uh, avenue." 
And she's uh, like, oh, sweetie, <laughs> you don't understand the military-industrial complex. <laughs> yeah, everything's a product. Yep. And yeah, she's she's just really strange and kind of cruel. Eventually, I think the director's like, no, we're not meeting with you, we're leaving. And so they, they just head out. They never really have this right. meeting. And I do love how he flips her off. He's like, yeah, middle finger to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we just see back at the, the like AI factory. They're exercising the lower portion of the torso for some reason. <laughs> like it's on a, a treadmill. Yeah. And the director's like, all right, have you optimized the new version of the, the AI for this yellow area? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's it's much better mapped. We're going to encourage development of this, you know, whatever these neural pathways are. Yeah, uh, we even got these cool upgraded heads for yeah. the youngies. yeah. Uh, but before they can do the test, someone comes in and tells the director that the chairman is on site. He's actually in the director's office and wants to meet right away. Right. And, oh, also, I, one thing that I did forget to, to mention earlier that I was saying that I was, on the train right there, the uh, director also does an eye drop mm. in his left eye, I think. Okay. Okay. So the director and the doctor are kind of talking as they're walking, so very... Uh, what is it, West Wing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, yeah. Aaron Sorkin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They talk about the ethics test, you know, how hers went and everything. and But all of a sudden, the director freezes in place. Yeah, just like like a glitched out robot. The eye that he's been in, putting the eye drops into is like just flipping, mm -hmm. like, like he's winging at her. Yeah. And then the chairman steps out and is like, we're going to be shutting down this project soon. Combat AI is no longer needed. There's war treaties being signed as we speak. Looks like the war is over. So we're going in. By the way, the director is officially revealed as a cyborg or as a robot, effectively. He mm -hmm. is an AI. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So turns out we're going to we're going to move into domestics now like they did at the end of World War Two. We're going <laughs> to go to appliances. Ah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we got to find new uses for the the Jingyi uh, AI. And of all the uses, I never saw one coming. Mm, yep, yeah. Um, sure, though. The, the chairman, you know, he's like, you know, so I, you know, as AI started getting developed, you know, I was the first one to really, like, make use of it to create robots. And I was planning to transfer my own brain over. Um, yeah, so I could live forever. Yeah, but once I... Did, once I created the, the uh, system, I couldn't bring myself to transfer into a fake body. It just didn't feel right. right. Um, so I've just been keeping the Song Hoon bot as a pet, basically. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, then he so he wakes him up, and he's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you know, you, you guys can head out. And, you know, the director, of course, is confused. He doesn't remember anything that just happened. Yeah, he's like, well, we're, we're going to have our, our meeting. And the chairman's like, yeah, I just, I just wanted to see the doctor. We're good. Go yeah. On. Yep, so he sends them out, and then it's like a little later, they're, they're doing the next simulation with the, the Jing-E uh, AI, and this one again fails, and the director just freaks out. Like, he just, he you know, he knows this is, we're getting down to the wire, we've got to have some progress, and it's just not happening. Yeah, why hasn't the yellow shown up yet? Or again? Yeah, again, So-Hyun takes the, uh, the, you know, the failed bot to go mm -hmm. process, um, well, the director is the one that want to pro wants to process it. He's like, keep the arms and legs intact, though. We mm -hmm. want this one fully intact so I can torture it. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they wake her up, and she's again like, what's going on? Where am I? She, you know, she thinks she's a human. And the director's like, cut off her arm. And they're yeah. like, what? No, we're not going to cut off her arm. 
And he's like, yeah, that, see if that makes the, the yellow kick back in again. Right. Of course it doesn't. It's just red all over the place. Yeah. So he um, shoots her leg again. And but he shoots it a lot. He doesn't just shoot it one time. Yeah, and that still doesn't help. So then so Hyung just shuts the robot off. The director's, you know, obviously upset. He's, like, waving a gun around. Points it in her face. Mm-hmm. He's demanding that she turn the robot back on. She's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then he gets um, a call that the chairman is still in his office and would like to speak to him again. Sounds like you're in trouble. Yeah, so he leaves, and so Hyung tells the rest of the researchers that the project is nearly over, and that she yeah, wants... Collect the data, and we're going to yeah. wrap it up. Yeah, send all the data to me. Everybody else leaves, and so Hyung goes into like the simulation room and is like looking at all the data. Like She finds some sort of anomaly in the in the information that has that other researcher that that we you know that she was talking to earlier his name is on some bit of code yeah. or something interesting so she goes to investigate and talk to this guy mm-hmm. and she hears some loud uh, loud party music going on yeah um and so she goes in and he has a jung e sex bot yeah. yeah yeah that's that's the one we didn't see coming <laughs> Yeah, they, they do, you know, like, they do this pretty well where it's not, like, we just see her from the back in, like, you know, kind of, like, lingerie or something. But, like, yeah. obviously, like, if you're this, you know... Who's exposed. Yeah, if, sure. if you're her daughter and you're coming in and seeing that this is the way your your mom's legacy is being treated, it's pretty upsetting. Uh, yeah, she calls the dude a pervert, which, fair. Mm-hmm. But also, he's like, hey, chairman told me to bust this one out and test it himself, myself, so... Yeah. I'm doing what the boss ordered me to do, which doesn't make it right. Yeah. No, maybe don't. And, uh, yeah, he's like, you know, this is... They think this is a, a new avenue for money-making for the company, and don't forget, she's a type C. She has no control. You have no control. We can well, do whatever he, he we want. Well, he doesn't even seem like he knows that she was the daughter to a degree, because he's like, the brief signed it over. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. It's all above board. And he's like he's got a bunch of like action figures of her around too, so like clearly he's like a big fanboy. Uh, well he tells her that uh he tells the doctor Well, I guess he does know, because he does tell the doctor, Hey, you know, Jung Yi was uh, like a superhero to me. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, who's not gonna fuck their favorite superhero? Right, exactly. When she sees that he's got the action figures, it, you know, it kind of reminds her that, you know, of that, as you said, where she was given one right after her mom died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's ups- an upsetting memory. So she can't do anything. So she leaves. She goes back to her apartment and the director contacts her and is like, you know, I just got word that the project ends tomorrow. We can only run it today and through through tomorrow, basically, and then we're done. Yeah, the, they're going to start using the Jung E um, for household AI stuff. Which, that's got to be wild, man. Like, that would be like, I don't know, maybe like Chuck Norris doing your household (laughs) stuff, right? Right. I mean, that would be hilarious, but, you know. Yeah. You know, when she gets that word, she goes back to the lab and wakes up one of the Jing-E bots. And she's like, where am I? What's going on? And she's like, you were tortured you know you were captured we rescued you but you're not you're gonna die really soon you're not gonna make it so uh we wanted to like talk to you and and get what we you know what information we could from you first right away the jung yi is like tell me about my daughter is she okay did her procedure go well that's all i care about um, right. and that's when the yellow part starts expanding all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like yeah. okay maybe it's 
her love for her daughter, which also, this is the future. I'm sure we know more about brains. <laughs> so I feel like this should have been easy. Yeah, I mean, like, right now, people can map a lot of brain activity to, like, specific parts. And, you know, like, they do all those MRIs where they're like, yeah, when you have a dream about this, right. this part lights up and whatever. But Right. What is it in the back of the head? Is that the hippocampus? Like, I used to know this stuff because of reasons, but... <laughs> Uh, that sounds right, but I, I could be just, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. It's either part of the parietal lobe or the occipital lobe, or uh, maybe even the cerebellum, who knows? But I mean, yeah. So could I tell you what any of those do exactly? No, but you know, <laughs> like we just said, I feel like it would be easier for them, easy for them to be like, okay, this is what makes the yellow go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would think. But, you know, of course, So Hyung finding out that, like, her mom doesn't seem to resent her daughter, you know, that she's... Yeah, she just wants to make sure she's okay. Yeah, and So Hyung is crying, and she's like, don't worry, your daughter's cancer is in remission. Jung Yi is like, oh, she's okay, thank God, that, that's all that I care about. And she's like, you know, my daughter gave me a little doll for good luck. But I lost it in the fight. Yeah, you know, So Hyung realizes that, like, the doll was the distraction that caused her mom to get killed, so that's pretty upsetting information to know that, like, I was trying to help my mom and somehow i made it worse yeah but also that's that's way too heavy a burden to bear you know mm -hmm. yeah as a, i mean you're a child you, you you know i mean it's not your fault like it's just that's right. just the way things played out but yeah of course that's going to be really a hard thing to handle so then we just go to the next day where so hyung is like this we've just got one day of simulation left why don't you all just go home i can run it myself it's fine right I like how she turns down like the yellow. She's they've they've discovered the yellow portion of the brain. They've mapped it out fully, and she's like, "I'm turning this bitch down to one." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just kind of like shuts it off. The Jingyi bot is offline, and she like whispers to it and is like, "This is gonna be like a dream to you when you wake up." Yeah, you've been in a coma. You know, you were combat AI. It basically, like gives her hypnotic suggestion that like when you wake up, you know, you're gonna be in more control of your faculties than you have been previously. Right, just here's what you got to do, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of prepping her for what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think, is it at this time or later on where she deletes certain information about her? I think it's I think it's right here, yeah. Yeah. So they um, proceed with the uh, the final simulation, and, you know, there's fails. all... Yeah, it fails at the exact same spot, and it's like, huh, that's weird. Like, it seems like So Hyung had done something. We isolated the yellow, damn it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it should have worked. Yeah. Uh, and so the director is just kind of like makes some, you know, like deprecating jokes about that, right. you know. She's that, stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. We're all stupid. Yeah. So he leaves and um, then the researchers disconnect the, the final bot from the simulation thing. And as they're kind of like escorting the robot out, she kind of like her eyes move like she kind of. Right. When, when they would be like gray, they're mm -hmm. just eyes now. Mm hmm. Yeah, and they kind of she's she, awake. Yeah, she like looks at So Hyung as they're like escorting her out. But the the director's like, wait a fucking second, something's off about that last video. Mm-hmm. So he let me go check that out. Yeah, he watches like the instant replay, and when they slow it down, it turns out that 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 she sh took a dive. Yeah, like the shot that usually hits her actually missed, and she just fell over and made it look like it hit her. Yep. All right. Let's hit the buzzer alarm. The shit's off. Mm -hmm. We're calling in the cop bots. Yeah. So as soon as the alarm goes off, the the Jingyi AI like comes to life, attacks Starts the guards. Ass. Yeah. Does all the cool shit she was doing earlier, uh, but now to like real guards. 
uh, and manages to escape. Yeah, director calls for the, all the other AI, combat AI to be prepped and ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, while that's going on, so Hyung is going to the main server where she's deleting all of the Jung E data so that they can't recreate her again. Right. We see Jung E enter this warehouse that's full of versions of her that have not been used. So there's just a bunch right. of, like, standing frozen copies of her everywhere. Right, but the AI, the AI ones uh, that they send out basically are skinless and hairless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're just the chassis, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Whereas this whole group is basically an easy uh, explanation of why Jung Yi could just stand there and nobody notices her because they all look like a fully dressed up uh, Jung Yi. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's like the in the horror movie when someone's hiding in like the, the mannequins or whatever, but like here right. it's perfect. But it's the good guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's just hiding and then some combat AI come in and of course, you know, they have different perception than humans do. They, they figure out which one is the real Jung Yi and another big fight commences. Oh yeah. That's interesting though, that this one, this one Jung Yi can kick, effectively kick all their asses, uh, just because her daughter's information has been removed. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's that's kind of a, a weird message, you know? Right, yeah, like getting rid of her, you know, like any kind humanity. of sentimentality. Yeah, humanity. Yeah, which is a weird thing for, like, gift for her daughter to have given her. One of the robots rips off her arm, and then she, like, flips around and, like, kicks off its head. And then uh, another one does get her, like, down and is, like, choking her, which... Seems, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like she. That's would, weird. Yeah. Yeah, she would breathe at all. Um, well, it's an excuse for the doctor to run up and hit its off button, right? Mm-hmm. So she's been saved by her daughter, sort of, um, and yeah. she's, you know, so Hyung is like, we're in this together. But then a bunch more combat AI appear. Uh, yeah, these are more, the more police bots. Mm-hmm. And they manage to kill the Jung E bot. Like they, uh, there's just too right. many. Oh no, that's weird. Why would they just kill her like that? Yeah, but but also the doctor is being escorted out by one of the combat AI. So I mean, it's the old switcheroo. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. You know. Um, and they just let her go. Yeah. So then some of the the AI bots are looking at the the fallen Jung E body, and they see that the head this ain't got no brain. Yeah, it's gone. So they of course look on the security footage and see that So Hyung was able to move Jung E's brain into one of the standard, like, non-skin AI bots. So that's how she was able to escape with her. And we see them on a train together as they, like, have fully escaped the facility. So Hyung is like, you, you need to run away. You need to get far away from all this and, and start your own life. Like, you can't right, be around as me. As they get on the train. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out we got another, somebody else on this train. Yeah, the director is there, and he's like, you have betrayed the chairman, and, you know, pulls a gun and is holding it on So Hyung. Jung Yi is going to try to stop him, but he's like, you move one step closer and your daughter dies. Right, but of course, Jung Yi's like, what daughter? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Why would you say that? Yeah, So Hyung is like, you know, joke's on you. She has no memory of having a daughter. She's free. Right. Um, and then he's like, oh, well, fuck it. Shoots, <laughs> shoots the doctor. Mm-hmm. And Jung Yi attacks him anyway and uh, manages to, like, tear his face so that he now knows he is a robot as well. Right, and he, of course, he, he loses his shit at this moment. Mm-hmm. Maniacal laughter literally yeah. on the screen. 
And she's like, yeah, you're just the chairman's little toy. That's fair, but he goes into asking, you know, I mean, if I figured out I was a robot, I would also start springing off the walls if I could. (laughs) Yeah. Just give it a shot. Right. I mean, the only thing that prevents me now is knowing that I'm a a meat meat puppet. Mm, Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now we've got this like super kick-ass fight because we've got two combat bots that now know that they can fight without injuring themselves. Yeah. and one's got nothing to lose, and the other one doesn't know they have anything to lose. Exactly, yeah. There's other combat AI swarming in as well, and again, you know, Jung-E is just, like, fucking them all up. Like, she's just right. unstoppable. But uh, the real fight's between the director and Jung-E. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the, the, like, the boss they're, they're battle. They're just there to die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, like, they do a bunch of cool fucking moves with that grappling gun. Like, the director, he's, like, leveled up his grappling gun uh, ability. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the the fight ends with, like, the last train car that they're in gets, like, detached and is, like, going to roll off a cliff. Yeah, uh, they, they clip another train somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the director is, like, falling to his death in the train car as So Hyung is able to fire a grappling hook that Jung Yi is able to catch and, like, pulls her to safety. Aw. And then, of course, because we... To know that the director's dead, big explosion. Uh, on a trained car with just a robot inside of it. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe the walls are made of exploding. <laughs> uh, once they're, like, safe, uh, So Hyung is like, you've got to escape before the police arrive. I'm begging you. You need to think only of yourself. You're free. And besides, I don't have much time left anyway. Right. And I think Jung is kind of like, what was that shit he said about my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, director, the, the doctor's like, I don't worry about it. Go on. Yeah. So they, they hug and Jung Yi escapes. She does uh, the snuggle. Mm-hmm. She does the. Yeah, the, uh, the cheek rub. And then, yeah, So Hyung is just like sitting in the train crying as Jung Yi flees into the forest. She says, I wish you the best of luck, mom. And we just see the last shot of the movie is just the Jung Yi bot standing on top of a mountain looking out at the wide open world and all the, the possibilities ahead of her. Yeah, kind of abrupt ending. I mean, this has been, you know, going on for a minute, so maybe not so much. But uh, we also get the ending sequence of In Memory of Kong Soo-Yoon, which was the Doctor, which makes it an even more bittersweet moment. And also, that's a, that's a weird fucking message, man. Like, what are we saying here? What, what's going on? Like, the family's not great? Like, this is a very not American message. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is strange. Like, you know. Because the memory of the daughter would have would have been the thing that fixed everything right exactly yeah it's it is very very odd like you know comparing it to to the creator is strange because it's like the course or the course of the creator it's all about the ai becoming more human and that's what makes them better and makes humanity better is like building yeah. this this relationship with ai like this partnership um, versus just being afraid of it and trying to stop it. Yeah, and then here it's like the exact opposite, where like somehow humanity is the weakness that has caused all of the problems, uh, and that you know, yeah, that So Hyun erases herself from her mother just to like help her thrive. Usually, it seems like when we see stories about AI now, they are sort of parables and fairy tales. To uh, that's why we talk about them here is because it's it is a Frankenstein it's- type of thing where we're using these like created lives to talk about the human condition and yeah this one is like i don't know if the message is what it seems to be or if it's you know 
it, it feels like this is not a movie that doesn't have a message. Like it definitely feels right. an, an intentional thing. Yeah. I, I just feel like they got it backwards, right? Because what's the point of just having a, it's effectively just a combat bot out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It has nothing to, to live for, nothing that to like thrive for. Right. Uh, yeah. And technically her mom's still alive, just in a tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It seems like, you know, we had that, it was like building the, like, this this yellow, you know, neural pathway is, like, positive memories and seems to be, right. like... it was, like, it was seemed like a power-up, mm-hmm. right? That, yeah, that seems like the direction the movie should have gone. Or, like, I could see where So Hyung would be like, no, I'm going to erase that yellow part... Fr- free you. To free her from being a sex slave slash, you know, you know, domestic servant bot or whatever. Uh, but here's the problem. Uh, they already have that feature. They didn't kill the guy who basically was working on the sex bot feature. Right. Yeah. He's still around. Yeah. So what did you do? Exactly. Yeah. That That's, you know, she's still a type C personality. They still have all of that access. I mean, well, so you uh, probably deleted most of it, mm-hmm. but still, there's copies elsewhere, man. It's like you can't tell me there's not. Yeah, I mean they've got they definitely have the rights to her likeness. They can definitely make physical versions of her. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it, it, I don't know. That seemed like it to me. The ending of this should have been So Hyung and Jung Yi like going to war against this whole concept, right? Like, yes. bringing down the company for what they're doing, right? I feel like, like, I feel like this, okay, if this was made in America, right? So we probably have seen this a billion times, so maybe it wouldn't have been that amazing. But the chairman would have been the guy who betrayed uh, Jung Yi at the very end, and he's the reason why she failed the mission. But then he went back and he was like, yeah, 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 you know, she's just, she's just a failure. She sucked. Mm-hmm. So sell, sell her likeness and make me rich. Exactly, right? yeah. And they would have went, like you said, they, so... Basically, Battle uh, Angel Lita was the better version of this. No, it's not the better version, but the message is more coherent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a similar message, just a little bit. Yeah. Damn it, I wish there was a sequel to that one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not a bad movie. It just fumbles a little bit mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah, it's an interesting movie. You know, and like, you know, I, I'm always open to watching movies that have messages that don't necessarily resonate with me if they're well done um yeah. and yeah this is like it's it just it's really really it looks great you know the the relation like i mean this the so hyung character like she i mean the emotional resonance of that character and like her just suffering feeling like she's the cause of her mom's death or like her mom you know feeling neglect she's almost kind of the more of the frankenstein monster in a way in that like she feels like you know her mom abandoned her via death but that like she she then is left not knowing how her mom felt about her why you know why did she do what she did why am i alone um and this is a very solid anti-Frankenstein in that the daughter is really the creator and the mom is mm-hmm. not, yeah or is to a degree yeah and and I, yeah I, I like that aspect of it a lot you know I, I think getting rid of emotion stuff it feels weird doesn't really ring true to me um, but you know like I don't know if this if it is a cultural thing or just that this creator you know had this vision and wanted to tell this story and if so. I mean, yeah. I, I think they succeeded at what they were doing. Um, you know, it, it definitely is, is worth a watch for sure. 
yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. It doesn't hit American sensibilities. It's like, you know, throwing off the yoke of a family <laughs> is a freeing experience. Whereas America, like the Western society is like, no, that's supposed to help. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yeah, like, you know, there's definitely angles to tell stories about toxic, fem- you know, family and, and trying to escape that. But here, yeah. this seems like a loving family. And, yeah, you know, why would you want to get rid of those memories for either one of them? Yeah. Like the idea that somehow it's kind of like the opposite of like the it's better to have loved and than lost thing, you know, like or loved and no, lost. It's like, no, nah, don't love at all. <laughs> Forget that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to have the loss. Like, let's let's just not love at all. Yeah. Um, you know what I was hoping for at the very end, though, would be that the robot Jungi would have taken the brain or the memories of the of Seiyun and put her into like a little kid body. Mm, you know that yeah. would have that would have also worked. Yeah, that would have been I'm a sure nice. Sehun would have loved that too. Yeah, yeah, because we know that Sehun doesn't have much longer to live, and she definitely can't afford anything better than Type C herself. Right. Uh, so that's kind of just left, you know, completely wide open to, as to how that's going to go. But yeah, that would have been yeah. a really, really nice ending. You, do you want to know another depressing read I had of this? Yeah. So think about this, okay? This, she became, Sehun became a doctor, okay, specifically for this. She had literally no family of her own, no other life of her own, other than creating the combat AI of her mother. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and then at the end, it all just went... Yeah, I mean, that that sucks. (laughs) That's very, like, you know, the single-minded pursuit of stuff that we see with Victor Frankenstein a lot, you know, that's just like... I, I'm going to have no connections, which then that makes sense why she would feel like disconnecting her mom Maybe. from any emotions would be helpful because she's had to do that herself to, you know. Yeah, but still a weird read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Like that that's the darkest of, of reads, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But fair enough. I mean, it's still a good movie, right? Mm-hmm. We have robot action scenes, a lot of fun. Yeah, there, there's definitely some heavy emotional stuff in it. It maybe comes out differently than than you would want or think it would, but uh, but yeah, it's it's got drama and action and and cool fight set pieces and you know yeah, the, like the hologram room is really cool. All the weird rods that come out of the floor, uh, it's yeah. just got a really cool design. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely check it out for sure. I mean, it's non Netflix. Everyone either has access to Netflix or has a Netflix or if not just share your password even though it says not to and just <laughs> yeah. tell your friend that you're borrowing it for a little bit <laughs> absolutely I'm not saying pirate or doing anything illegal <laughs> I'm just saying fuck it Netflix our arca- uh, draconic fucking uh, model absolutely yeah 100% <laughs> <laughs> so Anthony I mean we're both kind of gamers right maybe me a little bit you know more on that side yeah um how do you how do you feel about like you know doing something maybe over the course of a week maybe something over five nights <laughs> maybe five nights at Freddy's <laughs> yeah yeah so this you know new release train just keeps rolling and uh, yeah the uh, the long awaited film adaptation of, of the video game franchise has finally come out uh, so we're gonna take a look at that and and see yeah. how it applies to to the Frankenstein myth oh yeah baby. It's it's good shit. Prepare prepare for Eric to be in super lore mode next week. <laughs> I'm excited because I have not played any of these games really, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, learning more. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, Anthony, where can they find us? 
Uh, yeah, so you can find us on all the socials at the Frankencast. You can email us at thefrankencast at gmail.com. You can find us over on YouTube. And you can find us at patreon.com slash thefrankencast, where we're wrapping up the first season of the original Munsters and uh, getting ready to maybe explore the uh, more, some more recent Munsters mm. material. Even more recent. Slightly more that's, recent. That is, yeah, that's a phrase, for sure. <laughs> Uh, I love it. All right. Well, uh, anything else we got to say? I think that's it. Well, in that case, to be continued. Looks like you survived another episode. The Freaking Cast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Freaking Cast or send us a letter at thefreakingcast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening. <laughs>